going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week, DJ Boyce, class of 2018. DJ is going to tell us everything from his time as a basketball player, why he decided to end up coming to Bethany from Monroeville, um, how he made it from Ohio to back to Pittsburgh, and everything in between. But without further ado, this is DJ Boyce. You want to know by now. You want to know by now. You want to know by now. You want to know. You want to know. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carla Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week, a uh, gateway gator, DJ Boyce, class of 2018. DJ, thank you for taking time out of your day to, to be on the tour with me. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're going to do this like we do it every week. DJ is going to tell us how he came from Monroeville and made his way to ye old Bethany here in Brook County, West Virginia. Uh, before we get into his time at Bethany, we're probably going to talk a little bit about uh, pretty important coach in his life that uh, when he played basketball at Gateway, we'll find out how he got to Bethany. We'll we'll talk about his time here. We'll send it to a break, come back. We'll talk about comps and all the things that DJ is using his finance degree for here in 2021. So uh, DJ, how, how, what was it like playing for one of the, uh, the coaching legends in the Whippeal, Mitch there at Gateway? Yeah. Yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it. Mitch was uh, one of those one of those coaches. He was really he was really passionate. He was a passionate coach. Um, anybody that came to a game would see that he was the one that was making facial expressions, saying things, covering his mouth, saying things to us. But he was one of those coaches that really went to bat for his his teammates. You know, uh, especially with my team. Uh, my team, we were we had some of our moments where we, it wasn't some of our proudest moments, and he really stood up for us, uh, had our back thick and thin and we just had to really return the favor and, and, and do the same uh by playing hard for him winning championships and stuff like that so and uh, he was there's a, a Whippio championship in there right yeah two of them two of them uh, yeah you know as a plum guy i don't like to acknowledge both of them we give you one <laughs> we give you one <laughs> um so being in monroeville and being a gateway and and whatnot what led you to bethany college how did you end up finding this little corner of, of West Virginia yeah so it was it was an interesting process of founding Bethany um I originally was getting looks from division one and division two schools uh for for basketball but then um my knees kind of gave me some some issues toward the end of my high school uh, career going into my senior year so a lot of those colleges kind of fell by the wayside and I found myself my senior year just trying to find the school that would take a shot on me. And um, I remember it was a playoff game we had against uh, Kiski. And I had a pretty good game. And come to find out, uh, a, a college coach was there uh, from Bethany. They came down, talked to me, um, told me a little bit about the school. And then I ended up uh, taking a visit there probably about two months after. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I really liked the school. Um, but whenever I whenever I was looking at schools around that time, I was really focusing on kind of the opportunity a school could give me post-college, not so much what they could do for me basketball-wise. And when I went to Bethany, I really uh, noticed kind of their emphasis, especially in the business department, their emphasis on really uh, their, their outreach to the financial world in New York and the connections they had and certain programs that they have for the students. So that's what really sold me on coming to Bethany. So what, and, and were you, you were coming in regardless to go into business, that was going to be your field. You had no other, there was no, you were, you were pretty set on that. 
Yeah, so I, I came in to do financial accounting. Um, that, that was my major when I first got to Bethany. They didn't have a finance major uh, technically at Bethany until me and a few other students that were in my class, we came in and we all wanted to do finance. So they kind of created a finance curriculum around us. So then uh, we all made the switch from financial accounting to regular finance. So that's, that's kind of how I fell into that. But it was kind of set in stone for me because I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. I've been a numbers guy my whole life, love numbers. So going into college, I knew I wanted to do something business oriented. Um, and I felt like doing something like financial accounting or finance, it really kind of captured a lot of things, pretty much everything within business. So I get, would get exposure with many things. So and what was a day to day life life like in your department? What was what was your what was the what was the major like? What was the professors like? Man, I, I didn't do I didn't do numbers. I was I was a yeah. talker. I didn't I wasn't a numbers guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, the, the business department, man, that that was probably the best situation I probably could have ever got got into. Uh, they were also hands-on. Uh, they developed personal relationships with everybody that majored in business. And it was like, it was really a, a safe space for business majors. We were able to go to go to them pretty much any, at any time mm -hmm. um, and ask questions, get help on things, get uh, extra assistance on certain classes. And they were pretty much primarily my, my, uh, my professors after, after like uh, freshman year, whenever you take your all your liberal arts classes, they were pretty much primarily my, my professors uh, from there until I graduated. So I was able to build like a really good relationship with them that went outside of the classroom. They were able to give me advice on just life, uh, things things I should be doing once I graduated college. And they really, they I, I really credit them for putting me in front of the right people that ended up kind of, uh, kind of transitioning into my uh time in new york so you actually graduated from monroeville well gateway yeah. you graduated from gateway in 2013 mm -hmm. but you took an extra year to get out of bethany not for the academic side of things but it was an academic reason you want to explain when you just touched on new york you want to touch you want to explain what happened yeah, so uh, while I was while I was at Bethany, um, I want to say it was my sophomore year. Uh, Bob McCann, uh, a great guy, he's a alumni of Bethany. He uh, gave the uh, accounting and economics club opportunity to go out to New York and really uh, meet some of his colleagues, network, and and do do some of that for about four days. And uh, we went down there. And I, I met with some of his colleagues, really, really talked to them about kind of what I wanted to do uh, after Bethany and some of my passions within the business field. And um, I, I luckily turned some heads and, and impressed some people. And they they started asking uh, about me uh, to the vice president of the school and some of my professors. And and that ended up turning into me uh, getting into uh, a program on Wall Street called SEO. Mm -hmm. And what and what they do at SEO, they really they they prepare you for uh, the 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 finance field and the business world and, and corporate America. They help you. They help work on your resume. They give you technical training and all types of stuff. And it was, and it's not a it's not an easy program to get into, and it's not an easy program to keep up with. So uh, I was doing that while I was still in classes and stuff like that. So it was a really uh, a juggling act trying to balance that and balance my, my schoolwork, but I was able to do it. And 
And from that, um, I was able to get a seven month co-op internship with IBM through SEO, mm -hmm. where, uh, where I took a semester off of school, moved to uh, Connecticut, and then I was working at IBM's headquarters in New York for seven months. And while I was there, it was it was really uh, that that experience was was bar none. Um, I was in one of the biggest tech tech companies in the world, and I was I was learning I was learning on the fly. I was learning how they did business, how corporate America ran, because that was my first experience in corporate America to to that point. So it was a it was a great opportunity and something that I really really appreciate uh, the professors at Bethany and Bob McCann for really putting me. And in, in those rooms with people that could give me those opportunities. And do you feel that later on and once you graduated, and we'll touch more on it when we, when we talk about life after Bethany, but do you feel that that gave you a leg up on some of the other people that were coming out with the same degree as you? Yeah, for, for sure. And this is something that I always like tell uh, younger people that are in college that College is more than just going to classes and doing doing good in classes. It's it's really about uh, about making connections, making relationships with people that can really set you up for for a better future once you graduate college. Because you can have straight A's throughout college, you can be the smartest person in your class, answer all the questions right, but who knows that? No, no one knows that. None of these businesses, none of these none of these powerful people know that. No. But when you when you actually put yourself out there, you do these internships, you you rub shoulders with these people and you make good impressions, then they know about you and then they're willing to put their reputation on the lines for you to actually have an opportunity to to do some of these things like have internships and and move out move out of state and, and work for these companies. So We'll peel back into into your Bethany time. So we covered. I'm not going to cover any more on academics because you know you you've pretty much nailed that down. Um, what was the? And I think it's a current problem right now that we're seeing for for the for the school. Um, what was social life like? You know, because you were kind of bebopped around everywhere. You you might be <laughs> party at one time, and by the end by the end of that hour, you might be on Greek Hill. And then we'll yeah. see you at the bar and we'd see, you know, I mean, it was, and that was kind of a, all of us, we had that, I yeah. think it was a Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday rotation. I mean, there was a mm -hmm. lot going on in between, but there was also, you know, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, you knew where everybody was going to be. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that was the one cool part about Bethany. Um, of course, Bethany's not a, a large school with a large uh, student body, but at the same time, since it's a small school, we all know each other. And whenever we had weekends where there was a party, pretty much anybody I wanted to go out, we were, we will all be at that party. So it was pretty much the whole campus. But um, when I first got to Bethany, the, the social life was really, really active. Um, we, we had the bar, we had, uh, we had the bar, we had Greek Hill, we had a lot of the uh, fraternities and sororities having parties. And that was around the time where a lot of the fraternities and sororities were more open to having parties and having people in, in their houses and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But as I progressed and um, as and as I became a senior, you know, the I'll say the social life kind of dwindled a little bit, especially with uh, especially with the the bar shutting down. Um, we we had to really find uh, another place to go to because if, if you know, whenever the bar was open, the bar was kind of like the first place we go to, and then from there we would go to go to Greek Hill or, or one of the sororities and, and parties. So mm -hmm. 
I, I'll say when, whenever the bar shut down, it really kind of slowed down the, uh, the the social life. So then we started doing things like going to Westlip on, on Wednesdays and sometimes on the weekends or or we would um or kind of whenever I was a senior, we would throw parties in our room. And even though it was kind of a small, small room, it was a place where everybody can just come and party and, and have fun. I think I remember seeing some videos from them parties. They were they were pretty packed wall to wall. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if the exactly. fire marshal would have necessarily liked it, but it was a good time. It was a good time had. Um, yeah, you definitely a fashion When you got here, and I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think back of the things that happened over that time, because um, social life really did kind of die down. It wasn't, the, the concerts really went away. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really remember a lot of, I remember Dave Coulier. For some reason, him and Steve-O kind of stand out as like speakers that came. Yeah. um but i was there anything else like that towards the end of your time was there because like i know while and out came but i was already gone when they came oh yeah yeah while and out came that was a that, that was one of my favorite one of my favorite events that that took place on campus um i was also part of student government and mm-hmm. we worked the waka faka concert whenever he came um i remember machine gun kelly come in as well um so we we had we had things that occurred on campus but as like an everyday weekend thing, I, it, it wasn't it wasn't really a lot, and that and that's when it really fell on the shoulders of the students, us to kind of make that make that fun and and kind of bring bring the campus together by doing certain things. And so, before we go to this first break, I want to ask you: Do you think that that's um, would that be a staple for what Bethany has become and what it, what it is? It's it's not so much you're not going to get the party life just handed to you or the social life handed to you at Bethany, you have to be able to come out of your shell and kind of be willing to, it's a small, like you said, small campus, you know, everybody. Yeah, exactly. So you exactly. Either, you're either going to know, know everybody and talk to them or know everybody and not talk to them. And I feel like this, the second side of that, they didn't have as much fun as the people that, you know, like you and I, that would, we would talk to pretty much everybody. Yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of what it was. That because Bethany was so small, it makes you kind of come out of your shell a little bit. So you're kind of forced to, forced to to meet new people and, and stuff like that. And then, and then the, the flip side of it is, since it's a small school, they don't Bethany really didn't have too many activities on a regular basis for us to do. So it fell on the shoulders of us to kind of do things that makes that makes being at Bethany worthwhile and and worth kind of and have the students kind of want to come back and stuff like that. And lastly, um, is, do you still have relationships with the people that you've built, you built relationships with here? Like you still talk to everybody that you hung out with? I mean, obviously not yeah. every day because we're all adults now, but you still keep in contact? Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's, uh, as you know, a lot of people that graduate Bethany, they kind of, if they're not from Pittsburgh, they end up kind of migrating to Pittsburgh in some type of way. So I, I see a lot of them from time to time. Uh, and then some of my friends that aren't in uh, aren't in Pittsburgh anymore, I, I still keep in touch with them. Uh, I'll be going down to D.C. for uh, Don's birthday next next month, so uh, we'll we'll all be together down there celebrating his birthday. All right, but D.C., I'm, you've been warned. They're all the whole Bethany <laughs> crew is going to be there. So if you ain't part of the Bethany crew, get out, get out now, get your reservations made, get out. <laughs> Fair warning. Fair warning. 
Uh, well, so this is the part we take it. We got to take a break. I got to send it to that guy who makes the breakfast sandwiches and sells the shirts and everything else that you could need because if Chambers doesn't have it, you don't need it. Um, Harry Chambers and Chambers General Store. Uh, this is currently DJ Boyce, class of 2018. I am Carla Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour, and we'll be right back. Yep. Just watched another exciting episode of Dingo Talk, recorded in the secret lair deep in the hills of Bethany, West Virginia. Let me give a shout out to my man Don over at Maple Shade Outdoor. He got some great, he's got some great stuff going on over there on YouTube and Instagram. Please make sure you check him out. Also, now available as promised, we have the second edition Bethany, West Virginia, Mushroom Capital of the World t-shirts, and our Chambers General Store. If we don't have it, you don't need it t-shirts. Available in all sizes. So, make sure you stop by the store for a t-shirt, breakfast sandwich, or sausage biscuits and gravy, and make sure to check out those daily lunch specials. Now back to you, Dingo. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carla Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest, DJ Boyce, class of 2018. Um, we left off, DJ was talking about what the experience is like in Bethany and how you have to kind of make it what you want it to be. It's not going to do it for itself. Um, but here's the thing it connects. There's this, there's this weird test that we all take. It connects us all. Everybody's lost hair and probably <laughs> three or four heart attacks during it comps. So I got to ask, were you a spring comper or a winter comper? I was a winter comper. It was very cold when I got outside. I couldn't really celebrate too much outside. I had to get back into back indoors to celebrate. So what was be, being a winter comper, you got a little bit extra time mm -hmm. to built out to study. Uh, yeah. What was your studying process like? And then we'll get into the test. Yeah, my, my studying process was really just getting together with the people in the in the department. Um, just sitting down with them. We were given kind of, we were given uh, study guides for pretty much every every subject that we were getting tested on. So it was just really just gradually just chipping away at each study guide and going over it again and again, testing each other, making flashcards, stuff like that, meeting each other in the library, spending hours in the library. And I'll, I'll say I didn't really, because like you, we take these classes throughout our whole college career. So you would think we're pretty comfortable with them, especially when you're, when you're doing good in these classes, you're getting A's and B's in these classes, but that that whole process could get a little overwhelming just because it's like I haven't learned this in in, a, in like two years. I gotta like relearn it and make sure I understand it because this is something I'm gonna see on the test. So it was it it, it got overwhelming at times, but you just gotta make sure you really chip away piece by piece uh, at the study guides and not really try to take it on in full. Now, you, you mentioned flashcards and writing a bunch of stuff down and, and rewriting it, rereading. Was that your process throughout school for the way that you studied? Was it a flashcard and a rewrite and do all that? or? Yeah, I, so I really wasn't a, too much of a flashcard type of person. Um, I only did that just because of the people I was studying with. They did flashcards, so I just did it too, just to, just to help each other study and, and test each other. But I was really... Um, when I was in classes, I was the person that sat in the front of the class and had notebooks full of just information. And then I would just go back in and re review those notes before tests and before exams and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, I was really the type of person. I was the one that sat in the sat in the front of the class and and tried to answer as many questions as I could and and really 
pushed my and that's the other thing I liked about my major um the people that I had the finance major with we really pushed each other to to be the best we can be and that mm-hmm. felt whenever we would have classes it was it was like a competition to see who, who could get the answers right uh who could get the most answers right and that type of stuff that type of pushing each other really helped all of us grow really because we were we when you stepped in the class you were kind of expected to perform well well, and that fuel, I'm guessing that that athletic side of you as well, being in a, almost like a competition of who could answer more questions, that was easier for you to to make it more worth it long run, long haul, because you that athletic nature of yours and the competitive nature, that was going to be a thing. You you weren't going to let somebody beat you in the answers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, I, I treat I treat life like sports. So like going into anything in life, I. I'm very competitive. I don't like losing. Um, you could say I'm a you could say I'm a sore loser because I I just don't like I don't like losing. So uh, when I whenever I go into anything, I want to be the best. I want to be the top dog in anything. So yeah, whenever we would go into classes and stuff like that, it was it was like a it was like a thing that I want to be the best in the class. I want to be the top in the class. And my my classmates felt the same. So it was it was a good way of just pushing each other to be the best. So we get to Monday, Monday morning out there in Weimar Lecture Hall. <laughs> you get your get your folder and your blue books. And what's the initial, what's DJ's initial reaction to opening the test and looking at the questions? Uh, you know, uh, I, I, w- I was pretty relaxed whenever I whenever the, the, the test started. Um, it was it was a lot of the questions were kind of formulated the same way that I studied. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I was pretty relaxed and that was kind of the main thing I, w- I always told myself was whenever I took this test, just be, just be relaxed. Like I've been, I, I love business. I've been taking these classes for, for, for years now, just, just be relaxed. Just uh, go in there and answer them. Uh, there, there were some times where uh, I, I had like some brain farts uh, with some of the questions and Ramji and Verge and Fletcher, they kind of brought it up to me whenever I did the comprehensive part. They, they were like, I can't believe you got this wrong. I was like, yeah, I was just trying to get as many questions as I can answered just so I could kind of cover my base with the ones I got wrong. So, but, but yeah, whenever I opened the test, it was like really just be as calm and just be as relaxed as I can be. Now, when you got into your orals and they, was that an easier, when they, when they pointed some of those out to you, like they knew that you knew the answers and they couldn't believe you got them wrong. Did that relax you in that setting as well? Cause that's where I feel comps can get a little bit dicey is that if you're not comfortable speaking in front of a panel now you don't have a choice you got two of your made two of your professors from your major and a professor from outside that you had had uh do you remember who was on your panel yeah, uh yeah it was it was wilf uh fletcher romsey and verge and leading up to orals, I'm that type of person, especially during comps, I would be in Ramji's office pretty much every day after I finished the written exams. Like, uh, am, am I good? Like how, like, how much stock am I, do I have to put in these orals? And, and, and she kind of told me that, you know, uh, you're, you're in good shape. You don't really, the, the orals are still important, but you're in good shape. You'll, you'll more than likely pass. So um, I was a little bit more relaxed, but they were just because, like I said before, I, I have a good personal relationship with those professors so they were just giving me a hard time grilling me on a lot of questions uh 
kind of kind of like uh yeah just really giving me a hard time with some of the questions and then towards the end they brought up some questions that I got wrong on a written exams and was like what were you thinking I was like <laughs> just trying to just trying to answer as many questions as I can but but the oral exams uh I, I don't know I'm, I'm the type of person I'm really comfortable uh in, in front of people so it wasn't I it was there wasn't any nerves but I was just more so just being given a hard time by better professors but um I, I got through it so you you touched on it a little bit. You walk outside, and normally, for those of you that don't know, there's a tradition at Bethany that started somewhere in the 70, late 70s, early 80s, where mm -hmm. you you when you pass your oral comps, you walk outside, your friends are there, and it becomes it's it's party time. Um, yeah. EJ, on the other hand, walked outside into a winter vortex and told everybody, <laughs> "Let's go, we're taking this party somewhere else because I'm cold." Yeah. Yeah. What was the feeling? So you walk out of the door, your boys are there, everybody's there, the, the people that, you know, you, you spent the most time with at Bethany. What was the, was it a weight off your shoulders? Yeah, it was, it was definitely a weight off my shoulders. Cause once you, once you kind of get that pen, when you're downstairs, when you, once you get that pen, you're, you're good now. Like, like now the next step is graduation. You don't have any classes to worry about. It's really party time after that. So so whenever I walked out, um, like you said, saw all my friends, saw everybody that I spent a lot of time with, that had that I had good relationships with, just all out there waiting for me. They they brought me kind of my uh, my my alcohol to 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 celebrate with. Um, and then it was so cold out there. It was like, all right, it's time to time to round up, time to take it indoors. And um, but but we had fun that night. We had we had uh, probably three parties in a row that night. Well, three parties in a row, three days in a row. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you're done in January, you're, you're, you're comped, you're, you're really just kind of riding it out until graduation. Um, and you end up with a job before you're going to walk across the stage. So when you walk across that Saturday on the stage, you're going into a job or is it Mon that following Monday you started or? I uh, know. So by the time graduation came and I walked across the stage, I was already at my job and moved into my apartment probably for about three four months mm -hmm. so I, I was already working uh my I was already into my career working by the time I walked across the stage um I I got a job with this uh outsource risk management firm called Risk International um actually the CFO of the company is an alumni of Bethany and um and I, I was I was working for them and I had that that job was very interesting um we had a lot of clients around the country um a lot of them publicly traded mm -hmm. and we would we would work we work with these companies on uh really mitigating their risk uh setting them up with uh good insurance programs that save them money and really working with the uh ceos cfos and the chief legal counsels of those companies uh just day by day just making sure their risk management controls are intact and whenever problems occur, really, uh, really attacking them and, and fixing them for them. And it was, it was really interesting because uh, I don't think a lot of people, when they first get into a career, that they have access to the CEOs, CFOs of Fortune 500 companies, publicly traded companies, right off the bat. And I was mm -hmm. able to really meet with them, work with them hands on, and really build relationships with them. So let's fast forward because we just went. We are coming, kind of coming out of this the whole last year being what it was with the pandemic going on. How did that affect you work-wise? Um, so yeah, work-wise, I, I was able to work from home. Uh, 
I worked from home the whole 2022. And um, that kind of, that, that was that was really nice because mm-hmm. it's, it's always nice when you wake up, you just got to roll over and turn on your computer. You don't have to get prepared for work, get up and stuff like that. So it was it was nice to kind of do that. But um, but but yeah, whenever whenever the pandemic hit, um, I, I kind of wanted to kind of make my way back to Pittsburgh because when the pandemic is not everything's closed and you're you're just you're just really sitting in your apartment most of the time and I really realized that Ohio really isn't for me mm-hmm. uh just living in Ohio permanently permanently really wasn't for me and I really wanted to for one be back in Pittsburgh and for two if I couldn't get back to Pittsburgh just go somewhere else where it was kind of a more going on so um, I ended up looking for jobs um the application process was terrible I probably filled out about 40 to 50 applications and that really goes to show you that connections are more important than than just knowing knowing your stuff and being smart because connections will get you into doors that your intelligence really just can't Mm -hmm. and um and I was able to um I was able to get an interview with the chief legal counsel over at uh, PNC Bank and through that I was I was able to meet the CEO of PNC Bank while I was talking to the chief legal counsel and and the chief legal counsel he's a Bethany alum as well and I was speaking to him and he was really adamant on getting me into PNC and finding me the perfect position at PNC and from there he uh he got me in touch with the head of HR at PNC and they they had a a job picked out for me that they thought would be perfect for me based on my previous uh, work experience and then I got to meet the the hiring manager and some of the people on the on that particular team met with them talk to them about my past experience, how I work, kind of my, kind of the way I view corporate America and stuff like that. And they ended up offering me the job within a week of, of meeting the chief legal counsel. And it, it happened so fast. They, they came and told me like, Hey, can you just fill out the application just so we can have you in the system? So, so like, I, I, I like that type of way of finding jobs through connections and through people that have vouched for you in the past and that know of your ability rather than just them looking at a piece of paper because anybody can look good on a piece of paper and you kind of get lost in the mix mm-hmm. when you're just when you're just an application and there's nothing that really sticks uh, with with the people that are kind of hiring doing the hiring so that that's that's kind of my spill on kind of the connections being more important than just knowledge. Well, and let's we got to point this out. There's not. It's great to have you back on this on this side. And yes. I'm sure as a uh, as a homegrown Pittsburgh Steeler fan, you don't you're going to be real thankful to not have to listen to them Browns fans day yes, in and day right. out out there in Ohio. I'm very very thankful I don't have to listen <laughs> to that anymore because they they think they think if they win four games in a row that they're going to the Super Bowl and I, it, and literally my whole entire office was Browns fans and they would just give me a hard time and then when they beat us <sighs> it's like the, the whole week. I got to hear that my, my clients, they're Browns fans. So I got to hear from them on meetings. And it's like, ah, I can't wait to be amongst, uh, amongst Stiller fans again. The like-minded people need to come back. Into yes. yes, exactly. Um, so I have two questions left. One, mm-hmm. you touched on it a little bit when you talked about how you were going through the process to find, to find and ended up finding Bethany. Um, if you were talking to, let's say, a graduate, uh, somebody who's about to graduate from Gateway this year, why <laughs> Division Three? Why should it? Why should an athlete look at it at the Division Three level? 
I mean, because sometimes, you know, with, with Division Two and Division One, you don't really get the the opportunity or the look just because of of the, the competition there. I, I think with Division Three, you're able to to kind of get in and kind of prove your worth faster than you can with the Division One and Division Two. And and it really comes to being realistic. You know, we all want to play Division One, we all want to play Division Two, but sometimes your situation doesn't call for that. And and I, I know people that have walked on to Division One programs, Division Two programs when they didn't have scholarships and they didn't they some of them seen playing time, but most of them didn't see any playing time, and they really were just there was just a, a name on a on a roster, pretty much. And I don't know about them, but me personally, I don't want to be that. I want to come in. I want to play. I want to I want to provide an impact to the team and to the conference, really. So it, it's really about being realistic and and how fast do you want to play? I was the type of person whenever I came out of high school, I wanted to play immediately. I wanted to compete for the starting job immediately. And even though I'd never played a basketball game at Bethany going into the season, I was I was in the running to do that. So I think that was kind of my main thing and I was able to achieve it, but ended up not playing basketball because I, I really wanted to focus on getting my degree and set myself up for life after college. Well, and to touch on that, why, if you, again, say you're talking to that same student, why Bethany? Why would you send somebody to come to Bethany for this experience? Um, I, if I had to recommend Bethany to someone, I would really say it's, it's about kind of the relationship you build with the professors. Um, when, when you kind of when you kind of get away from where Bethany's at, what's around Bethany, and you really focus on what Bethany has to offer, Bethany, Bethany's a place that um, that has a lot of connections. And I noticed that the day I went on a visit and and it proved true throughout my time at Bethany that they have a lot of connections. And when you're good to people and when you're a good person and you're building genuine relationships people are willing to put their reputation and their name on the line for you. And it's up to you to just perform after that. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I think if I was recommending Bethany to someone, that would be my selling point is that the relationships you built with the people there and the alumni there, it's amazing because Bethany, Bethany's a small school, but Bethany travels well outside of uh, Brook County. Um, there's, I, I can't tell you how many times I run into Bethany alums. I can't tell you how many times where I'm looking for opportunities and Bethany alums are that, that, that hold high positions are more than willing to help and kind of lend their resources. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I mean, I've never been to another college, but I doubt another college has that type of reach. That's, I mean, I think that you, that, that is, it's all encompassing and it, it really is. You could be, you could be in Oregon, you could be in Massachusetts or Maine, shit, you could be in Germany and you could probably yeah. run into at least one or two Bethany people. Exactly. Uh, well, DJ, I want to say thank you. You've come to the end here. I, uh, I really appreciate it. It's always good to see you. You know, one of yeah, the goats of Bethany that you are, I have to, uh, we, we had to get you on the show, you know, eventually we can air and fry the goat of goats. <laughs> um, but I thank you for being taking time out of your day and, uh, and sitting down with us. Um, for those of you that don't know, or, or just getting to this point of the show, this is DJ Boyce class of 2018. <laughs> I'm Carlo Guadagnino. This has been the alumni tour. Uh, don't forget every Thursday at 10 AM, make sure you watch it. If you're on the mailing list that I send out uh, and you don't want to be anymore, please let me know, but please <laughs> need the views. Um, DJ, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, you. next time you're around, we'll have to we'll have to uh, we'll have to link up. 
Yes, for sure. For sure. Thank you for having me. Thank you, brother. And uh, we'll see you guys next Thursday, 10 a.m. Peace. You want to know by now. You want to know by now. You want to know by now.